We are Soul Sisters. Walk alongside us as we take you through this journey of sisterhood. Join me, Jenna Urban. And me, Tara Machaco, as we walk in each other's shoes and explore our very different lives. Grab your soul sister to listen and laugh as we share stories of family, work, and small personal disasters. We're not perfect, but nobody is. Welcome to another episode of the Soul Sisters podcast. We have been featuring women from the upcoming Empower event in our Empower series. Today we sit down with Janine Luby. Janine is the founder and president of Laugh to Live. So I loved so much about Janine's interview. And one of the things that really stood out to me was the fact that you could probably burn calories from just laughing. And we probably burned a few on this episode. We definitely did. So let's tune right in with Janine Luby. Well, hello, Janine. Hello. How are you? We're doing good. Thank you so much for joining us on the Soul Sister podcast. Absolutely. I am. It is such a privilege to be on. Uh, I love what you guys are doing and I've known you've been doing it for a while and I just I love seeing the posts. I just think it's awesome. Well, thank you. So um, we are excited to have you as one of our spotlight guests. And before we jump into all of the information about Empower, can you tell our viewers or well, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm Janine Luby and uh, got to be careful here because I want to rein it in. I could just start talking and not stop. <laughs> but uh, uh, So uh, I was born on a Friday before Labor Day. Now, I won't go back that far, <laughs> but that is true. Um, Scranton resident, born and raised, proud to, to live in the region, very proud of the people we have, uh, the talent we have here, the architecture, the nature, everything. So that's why I've created or built my life here. I have a background in communications. That's what I went to school for. I worked in healthcare communications for many years and decided it just the corporate world wasn't for me. So I left. And uh, because I had started a business in 2006 called Laugh to Live, Laugh to Live, uh, I focus on therapeutic laughter. So laughter for healing. And uh, while I do stand up comedy separately under Funny Wine Girl, which came about a couple of years ago, uh, laughter uh, therapy is more about laughing with the intention of feeling good. So it's not based in response to humor. So I use laughter yoga. So I do that for like uh, conferences, for wellness programs, for senior citizens, corporations. We all have stress and the numerous benefits uh, that have been researched show that laughter helps us. So that is a big part of my life. Um, My degree is in journalism and I have a master's in communications from Marywood. So I've kind of bounced around throughout my life of what I focus on. Uh, When I left Blue Cross to focus on um, laughter, to live, I will admit, I always tell people this, I'm not sorry one day that I left. But if I had that DeLorean and I could go back in time, I would have learned a little bit more about business. I would have done things, some things obviously a little bit differently because, you know, it's hard to be a business owner. And so I kind of had to become like this person with a gig life, got into different things because we have to pay the bills. And so, but that has led me kind of back to my marketing and communications background. So I do that a lot now. I love working with women-owned businesses and nonprofits, especially if I believe wholeheartedly in their mission, like NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness is a big client of mine right now. So uh, so I do the laughter, yoga, I do marketing communications, and I do stand-up comedy under Funny Wine Girl, Janine, and I have a weekly podcast called Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl, which is not actually that funny. Um, it's actually more about having women shine, come on and just share, and as I like to say, uncork or open up and share. I love that. And, and yes, and I was a guest on your podcast, 
which yes. was a privilege that was really fun. And I do love how you share inspiring stories. And there's so many people that I listen to and I love how you make the connection, right? Of like, you know, in every episode of how you got to, to know the person that you're interviewing, because there's so many times that I think of that, like the, you know, like the, really there are six degrees of separation for, amongst all of us. So the, it's funny because I, as I'm listening to your podcast, I also think of how I, I know that person. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if you're, I mean, and you're from, I believe, Northeast PA, if I recall, right? Yes. The Dunmore area. So I, I know my mother probably, I don't know if I can curse here, but my mother will say you can't shit in Scranton because everyone knows you and knows your business. And we're all probably related to some degree, but I, I mean, there are ups and downs of that, but I think it is kind of cool that ultimately we're kind of all connected. And if you say something, it's like, oh, I think I've met that person before. And I think it's just important that we, you know, honor that and just help one another. Right. So I have a connection with you. I see we're both Penn State grads, right? Yes. Go Nittany Lions. Yes. <laughs> but, but it's funny too, because um, Penn State grads, but then also I worked at Marywood for 14 years and you got your master's at Marywood. So we do have that, that connection. That's good. It's, it's very, very interesting how that all kind of plays out. Absolutely. And it's funny because, you know, you'll meet a lot of people locally who are like, oh, you went to Penn State? I did too. And and yeah, Marywood, when I was working at Blue Cross, they did this awesome 80% tuition reimbursement. And I'm like, I wasn't seeking out a master's to pay for on my own. But when you're getting 80% reimbursed, I was like, sure. So I went back and did it like one class at a time. And, you know, it was a great experience. And it was it was a different experience than your my undergrad, obviously, being a little bit older, wiser, and doing it one class at a time. You know? yeah. Well, I think this... Um concept of the the laugh to live the the yoga is really interesting to me i've seen as i've worked in higher ed now for 20 plus years you see um i was just telling jenna before we started goat yoga everybody's heard of the goat yoga that, that you bring on to campuses to help like yeah. especially during finals week and things like that talk a little bit more about it i think it's so interesting i i would have never thought of that concept of laughter to help kind of cure and and, and help relax I, yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate this opportunity to explain what it is and what it isn't because um, I did not create it. And I will gladly share that because I don't want to take credit for that. It was actually started in, uh, I always mess up the year if it's 1994 or 95, and it's been around a long time. And sadly, it should be a household uh, term or phrase, but it's not. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it was started by a medical doctor named Madan Kataria in India. And uh, when I did go for my graduate work, I did study the research on laughter and humor. And as I, many of us may or may not know, there's so much research that dates as far back as the 60s, as far as I know, but I'm sure even earlier, where they actually published in the New England Journal of Medicine about the value of laughter and how the endorphins, similar to exercise, help lower stress, they help with pain relief, uh, that feel good feeling. So I had done the research on that. And so I found this laughter yoga. Dr. Kataria said, you know what? The research shows laughter is good for us. Why aren't we doing it more? And yes, this is where I separate the stand up because sure, we laugh at like TikTok cat videos or, you know, <laughs> our favorite sitcom or whatever. Usually it's like, a, you know, it's a little laugh. It's not, a, or if we're sitting by ourselves, we may just do that little, like barely a laugh, but belly laughter, like an activity, almost an exercise is what he wanted to create. And he started started it in India with his wife. They both had a yoga background, but he also had the, uh, he was a medical doctor and he got people together in Mumbai, India, and they started meeting in parks. And he said, what if we follow the practice 
of regular yoga where it's a connection of the mind, body, and the spirit. And there's a lot of breathing involved. And he said, let's do that. So he started it then. That's how I found it when I was doing my graduate work. And then I started my business, Laugh to Live, in 2006. And I've been doing it at conferences, at summer camps for kids, uh, senior centers. You know, Prudential had me there. Geisinger had me there for some of their employees. And the one thing I like to, uh, and I want to explain to people is when they hear it, people are used to what they know, right? So they hear laughter yoga, they instantly go, oh, yoga. Yeah, my daughter does that. Or, oh, yeah, I take that. But I like to clarify, and I think I've gotten it down now. Hopefully, it's easy to understand. I say it is different than what you think of for yoga because we don't use a yoga mat. You don't need to wear fitness clothes or even touch your toes. It is about the breathing, the clapping. We do ho, ho, ha, 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 and with a, a chant, more or less, and actual simulated or intentional laughter. So in one way, for folks who like more of a workout, they'd be like, oh, that's not what I was looking for. But the other great part is it's for everyone else or even those folks who just they've already done their workout. This is for uh, lowering stress, for getting a healthy heart, for helping boost our immune system, boost our brain chemicals, all that good stuff. And the great part is people can do it wearing any kind of clothing. Uh, it's not like humor, so you don't have to all get the joke or think it's funny or worry about being offended, <laughs> you know, and then so we all come together. That's why, you know, with senior citizens, I've done it with some of those folks who are seated in a chair because they're not as mobile. They could still clap. They could still laugh. They do all of it. And there's the connection where they look around and see others laughing is so important. So it's great for people who are at all different abilities and levels of, of health, you could say. And again, for the fact that it creates this social connection. So I, you know, it's, it is different. And I will say the biggest barrier, probably what I've seen is that you're like, okay, what am I laughing at? And right. you feel silly because you're just like, ha, ah, ha, 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 If people see me do it, because I do it on my Facebook page, Laugh to Live, if they've never done it, they tune in and they just see me laughing. They're like, um, something's wrong with her. Like, <laughs> what is she doing? There was no joke. There was no stimulus. But so it is uncomfortable if you've never done it because your brain wants to stop you and say, I didn't hear a joke, but your body doesn't know the difference. So it's just like I tell people, it's just, in, you know, someone had introduced me to this uh, description, which I totally appreciate a couple of years ago. She was trying to explain it to her husband and she came up with intentional laughter. It's been called fake laughter. It's been called pretend, but I love intentional because it's, I'm going to laugh with the intent of feeling better, feeling good. Just like you might choose to go for a walk, a hike, a run, a bike ride, call a friend who makes you laugh, whatever it is you're choosing this time for yourself. And in a group, you can connect, which is fantastic, but you're choosing it because you know it's going to make you feel better. I do. And you know what it almost makes me think of is, you know, as a kid, how you just kind of went out and played, right? And then as you get older, there's so many rules that go along with that, that you kind of feel boxed up. So just almost that like playful spirit that in order to get back into it, it's going to be uncomfortable, you know, like just like laughing by yourself in a room, but then eventually it feels good because like, you know, just having that playful spirit. Absolutely. And I think, you know, and there's research now and I'm sure it's changed because I feel like the lives of kids have changed and they're more stressful. But they used to the 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 uh, statistic I used to see was like adults laugh maybe 10 times a day and kids. It was like 400. Again, that's that's an old statistic from maybe 20 years ago or 30 years ago. But we do when we start adulting, as we say, right, we have so many responsibilities that we suddenly don't have that playfulness anymore. And to do it seems odd. But you mentioned what I 
love. It's uncomfortable. So many things that are that we grow from are uncomfortable. And quite frankly, I think that's where growth happens. You've got to get uncomfortable. And knowing, I think a lot of people will just like, okay, I'll humor her. I'll go along with it because they know they'll feel better on the other side. Some folks, I've had some tough audiences where they sit with their arms folded and they look at me. And that's okay too, because maybe they're just not up to it at this moment. That barrier is too much for them. But, you know, having that, like you said, the playful spirit and being given permission, let's get back to that. And uh, I love, I'll mention the Dalai Lama because a lot of people might go, what's there to laugh at these days? There's so many bad things in the world. There's so much stress or, oh, you look goofy just laughing. Like, you know, it's life is serious. He used to, he talks about laughter because he's a big fan and proponent of it. He says, when we're doing this, we're not burying our heads in the sand. We're not being goofballs or like not taking like life seriously. We're taking a moment to refresh, to recharge, to reinvigorate. And whatever that looks like for people, like it is a run. I also run. So there's these things we do for ourselves. This is one of them. Laughter is one of them. We're And it's not like when we come back from laughing, we're like, well, all my problems are gone. My debt's done. I wish that's how it worked. God right. knows. Uh, but it's not like that. It's like, okay, now I can think clearly. Now I have the energy. Now I have the perspective. Now, how do I face the day and go onward? That's awesome. And I love, I love what you're doing. And it even makes me think of our, you know, our connection coming up with an upcoming conference for the Empower event. Because um, I think that some people might be thinking, you know, to put themselves out there, like you said, in a situation of something new. Have you been to an Empower event previously? Yeah, I think I was at their, in fact, I'm, I'm sure I was at their inaugural uh, Women Empowerment, which I honestly don't recall what year it was. It was back when it was held at uh, Mohegan Sun, I think. And uh, it was it was a great event. And then I think I've attended like two or three more. So I have been to, to the location at Kalahari Resorts. And uh, I, you know, as you know, Jenna, and you were on my podcast, I am all about promoting women. Like that is my thing. And I love having women on each week because women have, first of all, there's so many fantastic women in the region and beyond that I want them to have that spotlight. So I love the chambers doing this. I love the power of the day of people coming together to network, but to also enrich their own lives and attending, you know, all these, the, the hearing the different speakers, attending the different sessions, even visiting the vendors. Um, there's so much connection that we can do there and just enriching and learning. So I, I think it's a great event. I do love it. So at the event this year, I know that you are not just attending, right? You're right. also part of the event. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I signed up to be, I submitted, I should say, an application that was accepted, which I'm grateful for, uh, the opportunity to be a wellness presenter. So, um, and I, I'm not quite sure we're, you know, we don't have all the details yet, like what time or whatever, but I know they're going to have a variety of wellness presentations uh, in the same room. So they'll just like, you know, it's at one time it'll be, you know, uh, probably a different type of yoga and different things. And so I will be one of them. And I think it's probably, oh gosh, 30 to 45 minutes. Again, I don't know the specifics exactly, but I plan on presenting, I call it the laughter lounge because, uh, you know, it hit me this, I've been at Blue Cross. I went to many conferences <laughs> through the years. Uh, and now as an entrepreneur, I still attend conferences. And it was in September that I was at Scranton Area Foundation's Learning Conference, which is a great conference. It was the afternoon and I they had this cute little candy uh, selection out in the jars and stuff. And it hit me. I'm like, you know, we worry about recharging, like there's charging stations for our phones, the battery of our phone. They have coffee breaks. They have the candy. And I thought, 
we need to to recharge ourselves, our body, our, our minds, our spirit. Why not have a laughter lounge at conferences? So that kind of inspired me. It's something that I'm pitching out there now, especially to uh, like I, I pitched to a couple of different nurses conferences, but I think it's something that uh, really could be utilized. So that was kind of my thought with, uh, you know, uh, submitting an application for this particular conference, because again, I don't care how good, and there are some great speakers. It doesn't, it's just human nature. It doesn't matter how good these presentations are. You get tired. You know what I mean? You just, it's the air or it's your body, or you just get a little sluggish at some point. So you reach for the caffeine and maybe you connect in between sessions and you network, which is great. Those are all fantastic things. Um, but you could also recharge with laughter. So that's kind of the idea of people visit. I'm calling my presentation, the laughter lounge, stop in. And even if you don't want to commit to the whole time, that's what I would suggest because I will be talking in the beginning just so people understand what we're about to do and giving them the credibility of it. Like this isn't just me asking you to do something. I'm telling you the benefits of laughter and what it can do for you. So give it a shot. But even if people want to come and try it for like 10, 15 minutes and that stay the whole time, you're still going to feel something from it. So, uh, so basically we're going to be doing the laughter yoga. And like I said, the great part is if you don't want to wear wellness clothes or fitness clothes, you don't need to. You could be doing this in heels. Uh, you could, if you're tired and you don't want to stand for the session, because I normally lead it standing, you could have a seat and you're still going to get the benefits. You can clap. You can laugh. You can do the breathing exercises. You could do all of that and gain something from it. So that's, you know, that's pretty much what I've got planned. Yeah, I love that analogy that we, we all go immediately. Our battery gets to, you know, 25%. We're all ready to plug it in to charge it up. We forget about recharging ourselves. I love that. And how long do you think that like, so I know that, you know, with research and, and so forth around meditation, say, right, you know, they, they, people recommend if you could just do five minutes a day, it would be beneficial. I try to, I'm up to 20 minutes now, but wow. So what would you recommend for laughter therapy? Um, like, what is the time frame? Like, could you benefit from just doing one minute? You know, if somebody feels awkward about doing it, or is there a certain time in your research that you see that you have to participate in it? So I will quote one study, um, and I'm not saying you have to do it for this long, but I mentioned the, you know, that it was quoted in the Journal of Medicine, New England Journal of Medicine, <clears throat> excuse me, Norman Cousins was someone who the name might not ring a bell for a lot of people, but when they hear the details, they'll be like, yeah, I think I heard of that. So he was back in the 60s. He was the editor of a, a magazine called The Saturday Review. He wrote a book called um, Anatomy of an Illness as Perceived by the Patient. He had a connective tissue disorder. So he wrote all about his experience, how he said, you know what, I have the disease. So because my body has it, I'll bet you if I have a more positive outlook, I can make a change that will be impactful. So he's the one they wrote about watching uh, Candid Camera episodes, Marx Brothers, things that he knew made him laugh. And so what they wrote about for him with belly laughter, 15 minutes, they said, of really hearty laughter allowed him to get pain-free sleep with the endorphins that went through his body for like two to three hours. So his, the citation of him was 15 minutes of belly laughter. I think, you know, that's a great thing to strive for. However, I do believe, and I know this for myself from when I've led it on Facebook, I'll do, you know, every couple, you know, maybe a couple times a month, I'll hop on my Facebook page and do it. I know that I'm feeling better after doing it for just a couple minutes. And I'm not saying like the research, I can't get so specific that I can say, okay, so that helped my heart pump this much more. <laughs> I don't know those specifics, but I can tell you attitude and mood and how big are those. I know myself and from folks that I look at when I do it in person, the mm -hmm. face, the look on their faces, the relief that kind of like 
relaxing, that only takes a couple minutes. So that's why I said, if someone wants to try a couple things, mine is not so formal that they can't try it and then say, okay, I did five or 10 minutes. I feel good. Now I want to try something else, you know, and get to another session or something. So I say just a few minutes and it can really shift. Now I'm saying if you're open, right? So if you're someone, I, just like if you're determined to have a bad day, right? Whether you think you can or you can't, it's going to happen. If you walk in and like, this is stupid. Let's see. Like if it's a challenge to you, I don't know if you're going to feel better after a couple of minutes, but if you're the type of person that's open and you want to try something and you're relatively good natured, uh, I think that's going to work. That's like with anything though, right? I, I mean, it, it, there's so many things out there. Jenna talk about meditation. We talk about all the different forms of yoga. This is something completely new. And I hope our, our listeners, this is all new to me and I love it. I think it's something new and creative and different. But you have to be you have to have an open mind going into it and it's how you approach anything right and i i'm thinking to myself because my mom's my mom (laughs) does not like the physical activity like tara and i are very athletic and you know for us we like to get a good workout but i really think that our mom would benefit from this she does like yoga but i think like her and her girlfriends because you just feel better sometimes when you're sitting around a table and laughing like i know sometimes i'll go out with my friends and i'll come home and i'll say oh my gosh it just felt so good we just laughed all night long, right? And it's almost like, how can I do that? How can I get that feeling more often? So this is one way to do that, almost like bottling the laughter. And it's a welcoming thing too, though. I think you make a great point with, you don't have to be standing up. You don't have to be dressed in athletic clothes. It's a very open, welcoming place that you're going at your own pace, really. Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, I've done it uh, not that often with um, really limited groups, but I'll remember when I first started doing it, there was a holistic uh, health fair that was held in Dunmore. I think it was at the Holiday Inn at the time, but it was when I first started and there was a man there who had cerebral palsy and the woman who was caring for him brought him into the room and his his he was very limited with what he could do. And I think he couldn't even like clap because he didn't have that mobility with his hands, but he smiled. You could see it impacting him because he was watching everyone else doing it and he was in the circle and he was smiling and you could see the benefit already because we know there's research on smiling. So that's why I do think it's great for folks. Like if you're someone that is afraid of working out or not, I shouldn't say afraid, but you're like, Oh, I don't know what I can do or I don't really like it. This is not going to like give you a workout per se, although they do say 15 minutes of really hearty laughter, you can burn 50 calories. Now, I always joke, okay, that's one Hershey kiss. (laughs) Now, what do I do about that that hot fudge sundae I had or that brownie? But um, I could just never talk. I have to keep laughing all day. But, you know, there are worse ways, right? There are harder ways. This is a fun way. You burn a little calories. And, you know, it's funny as a solopreneur or, you know, business person, you never want to say that, you know, who's your market? Everybody. That's never fair to say. Right. And I wouldn't say it. But what I would say is that laughter works the same for everybody. That's what another thing I love about it. I don't care what your education is. I don't care what your political views are. Dear God, I don't care because we're not going to get into that. We're going to unify instead of divide. I don't care about, you know, what your position is or whatever. Laughter, if we do it, we're all impacted the same way. So, so we've talked a lot about like health benefits and, and how laughter is helping. And you used the word empower early on before we even started talking about the conference in terms of empowering women. How do you hope that your laughter lounge, when people leave your lounge at empower, how will that empower them when they're walking out that door? 
So one thing, and I'll go back to, I think, a point that Jenna made about opening up or trying something different. I think that alone has a, has an impactful, empowering kind of feeling. Like if you think, well, geez, I, I would have never pictured I'd be doing this today. You can walk out of there feeling good that you've tried something new. And I'm not saying you're going to love it, but like, oh, I tried that and I feel pretty good. So that's one way I think trying new things empowers us as we grow. The other thing is that I don't think we can really be our best if we have a lot of, you know, if, if we're sitting in the stress that we have or we're feeling uh, angst driven or anxiety driven. So this can remove that. It lowers the stress. So then you're like feeling recharged. That's empowering. But there's also research around, and this is a little bit different. Humor is different because I don't use humor in this, but humor is empowering because it helps us shift perspective. So I think that laughter can help in that same way where your, your guard is down. So in one way, some people may not like that. There's a certain level of vulnerability, but you're also then more open. And when you go on to your next session, you're you're going to feel better, feel warm and fuzzy because we, we get uh, oxytocin when we laugh. So you're going to feel open to connecting with people. Uh, your brain, the chemicals, the serotonin, all of that, the dopamine is, is uh, active with your laughing. So you're going to be engaged more in that next session. And I think all of those things, as aspects of it, make it empowering. So I know the theme for this year's Empower event is purpose, right? Finding your purpose. Purpose. And as you're speaking and, and as you gave your bio earlier in our conversation, I think that you've almost come full circle to where you, you belong. You know, we talk a lot, Tara and I talk a lot about the many hats that we wore and how we got to where we are today. And we've had many different careers and, and jobs and so forth. So it just seems like you were meant to do this your whole life. Yeah. You know, it's funny. People will be like, oh, well, it's, you're, you're so lucky you get to live your passion. Well, uh, and that's good that I my passion isn't, you know, having a jet because my bank account <laughs> doesn't <laughs> support that. I'm rich in so many other ways. Um, yeah, I, it's funny. I do think that. Uh, and at 52, you know, it's like it took this long to have all of these different experiences that I do believe are coming together, kind of like I hate to use like cheesy language and say like a tapestry, but it, they are coming together because I still use, it's not like I've thrown anything away and I don't think we should ever discard anything from life because it all serves us at some point. But you know, the communications background, I am communicating out there now with my podcast when I go and do laughter sessions to explain it and connect with people. I love that. Uh, learning the laughter yoga and, and starting the business. And, you know, with my marketing communications, promoting it and working still with nonprofits that I, I, I love their mission. So I think and, and my interest in wellness, too. Um, you know, I, I'm not a fast runner, but I am a runner. You know, I've done two marathons. I've done several halves. So I know what that feels like, that journey, that training and everything and wanting to be well, even though, believe me, I struggle with so much. Um, but I care about that. I'm passionate about that. So I like the idea of bringing it all together, communicating about it, the aspects of enriching our lives through laughter. And I do feel that that is my purpose. And I would say I did get away from it for a bit because, like I said before, you have to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> I was, you know, teaching part time <laughs> at King's College for seven years and seven years. I'm like, I am out. <laughs> 
for sure. <laughs> um, but I like I like educating for folks, an audience that really wants to hear it, you know, and if that makes sense. So I do, it's not that I don't want to teach or, you know, expound on these ideas and share them, which I absolutely do. But yeah, teaching in a certain kind of setting was not for me. But all of this has come full circle in a way, because when I did set this down to do other things and pay the bills, you know, I did get away from the laughter for a while. But I would say in this past even several weeks, I've been having people reach out to me and I've been getting more opportunities. And I feel like the universe, not to get to whatever, but I feel like the universe is kind of like telling me something and it feels good. So hopefully, uh, you know, I can pay the bills and keep on doing this. <laughs> right. Well, we talk all the time too about, and, and I share this all the time with my, my players when I was coaching and now with my students, it's not about, it's not always about the money and how much money you're going to make. Yes, you have to pay your bills but you have to enjoy what you're doing and you have to find that passion with what you're doing or you're gonna, it's, it's a job, right? It's a job, that's all it is. But once you find that, that thing that you love to do and you enjoy doing and it brings you some sort of enrichment, it, it makes it worthwhile. You'll find a way to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I actually had a friend say that to me recently because I had one contract end that was a lot you know, money for my salary. She's like, I know you, you're, you're innovative and you'll, things will work out because it will happen, you know, and that's not always easy. I will tell you that, but I agree with you hundred percent what you're telling uh, the kids there, because, you know, you do have to pay the bills, right? But if you have a passion and you have a curiosity and you have an idea that you want to grow, it is so fulfilling. And that is enriching uh, in so many ways. And I do believe it helps our quality of life, you know, because imagine going to a job that you can't stand for 20 years or 30 years or whatever. What is that doing to your body, your cells? What is it doing to your mindset that you're possibly, probably passing along to those in your life? And it's, it can definitely, I'm not saying everyone can do it because people might say, well, sure, that's easy for you to say, but you know, it is, it is more important. I think these days with uh, remote work and all of that, there are more ways to choose jobs that are fulfilling. So don't think you have to stay with, with something that doesn't make you happy. Definitely. And we love that you're doing that. Mm -hmm. And how could people, so if somebody is interested in coming to an event, what do you have going on in the next couple of weeks before the Empower event? So uh, for the laughter yoga, I will say it's not like, and this is where I separate from yoga too. It's not like I have a studio. Um, I have tried doing smaller events, but I will tell you events are a challenge because I know this from my comedy shows. It's hard to get people. There's never a right time, honestly, for everybody. So I don't have a lot of individual opportunities with laughter yoga, but what I've told some folks recently who contacted me, if you have like a group, let's say you have a, you know, a supper club or like women that you get together with and men are obviously welcome, but like, you know, whatever, <laughs> uh, if you have a group of people you get together with like 10 people and you want me to come to you or just reach out to me. And I have many, con you know, connections with different places where we could gather. So that's always an option. People can reach out to me and have me come to their, uh, whether it's their organization or if it's just a group of friends or something like that or family, we could do that. I am always open to any organization that wants me to come in, of course. As far as the comedy, what I do have coming up April 26th, I guess would be my next event. April 26th in Scranton at Groove Brewing. It's going to be, while normally I do through my funny wine girl, I, I focus on usually women's shows that promote uh, female comedians and an audience of women. This one is open to everyone and it's going to be a fundraiser. And I don't want to share too many details yet because we're finalizing those, but mm -hmm. April 26th, Groove Brewing will be a show. And then uh, May 4th, a Saturday in Wilkes-Barre is uh, free, open to the public. It's going to be part of a mental 
uh, wellness health fair uh, mm-hmm. by the river there on May 4th. So that's an opportunity for anybody to come out and it's going to be free and it's going to be two hours. I'm going to be part of that. And I'm going to be doing some laughter yoga right before the comedy show. So that'll be in the afternoon and there'll be more uh, details coming out about that. But people can look me up on Facebook, laugh to live or funny wine girl, Janine, uh, or laugh to live.net net is my website so please feel free to reach out to me there or even on linkedin janine luby awesome and and also your podcast too right oh sure your thank podcast. you for that yes <laughs> yes every thursday i release uh publish a new episode uncorked with funny wine girl it is on spotify apple and i'm sure a couple other little spots but i'm really excited about the the guests that i've been having uh and and the ones that i've got scheduled um i just think every woman has something excellent to share to help inspire inform and entertain so yeah check that out I totally agree and you're doing a great job We appreciate you so much coming on today with us. And we are so looking forward to laughing with you and learning from you at the Empower event and also through your social media posts and the podcast as well. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you both. This has been such a pleasure. And I hope I see you both at the conference so that we can recharge our batteries. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Soul Sisters Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Soul Sisters Podcast and on Instagram at Soul Sis Pod. And tune in next week as we continue to share some of the stories and the journey of the speakers from the Empower event. Interested in being on our show? Email us at soulsisterspodcast at gmail.com. 